0: From relationships to career, business ownership, and health, you are the source of your own success. We're just here to help you tap into your true potential and create a brighter future. So join us on the journey of personal growth and empowerment, and let's rethink what's possible for our lives. Hey guys, on today's podcast, Things You Should Know we're talking about how to stick with good habits every day. So stick around. Here at Things You Should Know podcasts, our focus varies from commonly asked questions like What are the top email apps for iPhone users? or How much does it cost to go to Disney World anyway? to the trending topics of the day, such as, are taxes going up or down? And who's Elon Musk? We shed light on things you probably have always wondered about, but you never got around to investigating them yourself. This podcast brings you the answers to your most commonly asked questions and makes you smarter just by listening. Information empowers, and the more information you have, the better decision you can make and ultimately... Your quality of life is based on the decisions you make. So thanks for joining the discussion and make sure that you subscribe today and not miss out on any future episodes of Things You Should Know. In 1993, a bank in Canada hired a 23-year-old stockbroker. His name was Trent At Ford Or Abbotsford, I'm sorry, was a relatively small suburb. It was tucked away in the shadows of the nearby larger Vancouver, where most of the big business deals would be made. Given the location and the fact that Trent was a rookie, nobody expected much of him. But he made a brisk progress thanks to a simple daily habit. Trent began each morning with two jars on his desk. One was filled with 120 paper clips, the other was completely empty. As soon as he settled in each day, he would make sales calls. Immediately after, he'd move one paper clip from the full jar to the empty jar, and the progress would begin. Every morning," says Trent, I would start with 120 paper clips in one jar, and then I would keep dialing the phone until I had moved them all to the empty jar." Within 18 months, Trent was bringing in five million dollars to the firm. By age 25, he was making 75,000 dollars per year, which averages about 125 to in today's speak. Not long after that, he landed a six-figure job with another company, and Trent was off and running. We refer to this technique as the paperclip strategy, and over the years, uh, many readers have heard uh, been employed in it in a v- variety of ways. In other words, a lot of people have engaged in this particular activity. One woman shifted a hairpin from one container to another uh, whenever she wrote a page in her book. Another man moved a marble from one bin to the next when he did push ups. Making progress is sati- satisfying, and visual measurements like moving paper clips or hairpins or even marbles. Provide clear evidence of your progress. Now, as a result, they reinforce your behavior. Say that again. They reinforce your behavior and add a little bit of immediate satisfaction to a particular activity. Visual measurement comes in many forms. Food journals, workout logs loyalty punch cards, which many of us have, the progress bar on a software download, even the page numbers in a book that you're reading. But perhaps the best way to measure your progress is with a habit tracker. So guys, welcome to uh, Things You Should Know Podcast. My name is Kelly, and I am uh, in the... uh, We're in the tail end of our first year, and I'm really excited about 2022, and it's my pleasure to have you uh, in the podcast today. And I am uh, probably in the last thirds of reading a book called Atomic Habits, which many of you may have heard of, many of you may have even read. And this is by a gentleman named James Clear. Early in the year, uh, I posted uh, through a podcast the top books to read for 2021. This was one of those books. And so I'm trying to make sure I get my list all completed before 2022 pops in because I love doing those lists and I want to make sure I've completed everything. So if you haven't guessed today, we're going to be talking about habits. And one of the things I thought would be great, of great benefit to you as we move into the new year, you know, a lot of people like to reevaluate uh, themselves and set off a new year with new habits. The problem is many times uh, people fail because they don't understand what habits are. Therefore, they don't understand how to institute them in their lives. So one of the things I wanted to do for you starting today, even before the new year gets in, this is December 29th. So uh, this is going to post probably today or tomorrow. So you'll have it before the new year. You can go ahead and begin to understand and begin to plan for your success for 2022 based on some of the habitual practices that we're going to talk about today, ways to reinforce good activity and good habits. Now, why is that important? Well, everything you do is done based on a belief system, uh, and those things are based on your habits. So if something is satisfying, then the chances of it being repeated are great. If something does not get a uh, response or a negative response, then perhaps it will be avoided in the future. And today we're talking about how to stick with good habits every day. How to stick with good habits every day. Uh, And it's very important the consistency uh, of our activities for the long term. Okay? So we're not going to waste any time. We're going to jump into it. I hope you guys have had a great holiday, a great Christmas and New Year's is coming up. So obviously everybody be safe. Enjoy yourselves in terms of whatever activities that you planning on doing. A lot of um, news, a lot of things in the news about the spread, continuous spread of the Omicron variant. So be mindful of that wherever you go. Make sure you are wearing your mask and you're uh, practicing uh Social distancing and and all of these good things, so that you can uh, come into 2022 uh, nice and healthy. So far, I'm very pleased with the book Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits is an easy and proven way to build good habits and even a way to break or change bad habits. Many people like this book, I think, because it is very easily understood. Uh, A lot of what James provides is in layman's terms, nothing over anyone's head. I don't think that this is uh, rocket science. I think, however, it's kind of like a poem. Have you ever read a poem and you thought, man, how beautiful this poem is? Well, the words, you know, it's the arrangements of the words that makes the author's poem so great. Many times we know the same words. We're just unable to arrange them in a way to sound so elegant and so poetic. And so in this case, with Atomic Habits, a lot of these things we know. We're just not doing it. (laughs) And systems and checkpoints And benchmarks and things like that, perhaps we we can learn uh, by reading Atomic Habits. Uh, But a lot of the stuff is not necessarily rocket science, uh, but the studies that are in here are great and supportive. And there are different ways uh, for us to learn how to become the person that we want to be. In order for you to become that person, him or her, that you want to be, you must begin to visualize that now, and you must begin to employ certain practices within your life to become that. Knowledge does not apply itself, okay? So listening to this podcast, understanding the benefits, for example, of deep breathing, which is a podcast that I would suggest you go back and listen to, it's very beneficial. Uh, Breath work is uh, super important for your overall health. But listening to that podcast and thinking that now you are going to somehow assume the benefits of deep breathing without practicing would be ludicrous. It would be ludicrous. So in like manner, the habits that are listed here by Mr. Clear and Atomic Habits as we uh, move into some of the commentary or some of the um, actual reading uh, is not going to apply itself. I know that there's a lot of value here for you today, so I would suggest and uh, beseech you even to listen. And thank you in advance. But also, I would beseech you to employ these types of suggestions and these sorts of protocols because they can be highly effective in your lives. All right. So let's get on track how to keep your habits on track. So let me catch you up because I'm sort of in the back of the book. This is, uh, let's see, this is chapter 16. I think it has about 20 chapters or so. Uh, Yeah, I think it has about 20 chapters and a few lessons in the back. Uh, It's been a great read so far. Yeah, exactly 20 chapters. Look at me. So it's been a really good read so far. A lot of dog ears in here, a lot of highlighting because I like to really uh, work in my books because I'm using them for information and I plan on referring, excuse me, being able to refer back to my books as references. So sometimes you may have to refer back. So uh, habits so far, we've talked about what makes a habit people's psychology as it relates to habits. In other words, uh, positive responses usually are repeated uh, events. Negative responses are usually things people avoid. Uh, ways to create a habit, you know, micro habits. Let's say, for example, you want to be able to go. Let's say your your large goal is to lose weight. And so on your way to losing weight, you know, you have to go to the gym. So uh, how do I get to the gym every day? How do I get to the gym every day? Your micro habit could just be getting in the car. Okay, that's a part of going to the gym. So, the psychology of repetition and being able to convince yourself the value of of a thing, you're gonna like this book. Okay, now listen. I'm not getting sponsored by Mr. Clear. Uh, it'd be great if he would send us a check, uh, but we're not getting sponsored by him. I'm just giving this to you from from us here at the podcast because it's a value. A lot of this stuff uh, I can tell you and I can be a testament to because I practice it. But I also learned a lot. So. Uh, I'm hoping to uh, well, I will share this with you in hopes that it will benefit all of us greatly. So let's get going. How to keep your habits on track. A habit tracker, a habit tracker is a simple way to measure whether you did a habit or not. Uh, The most basic format is to get a calendar and cross off each day as you go by, whatever your routine is. For example, if you like to meditate, if your goal is to meditate Monday, Wednesday and Friday, you check those days off or you X those days out. OK, you X those days out. And as time goes on, you're going to have a month full of X's and three months full of X's, and then six months. And you can kind of go back and look and see how consistent you've been. Countless people have tracked their habits and it's a good practice to keep. But perhaps the most famous was Benjamin Franklin. Uh, beginning in his 20s, Franklin was said to carry a small booklet everywhere he went and he used it to track 13 personal virtues. Thirteen, This list included goals like lose no time, be always employed in something youthful, and avoid trifling conversation. At the end of the day, Franklin would open his booklet and he would record his progress. Now, comedian Jerry Seinfeld reportedly uses a habit tracker to stick with his streak of writing jokes. In his documentary called The Comedian, he explains that his goal is simply to, quote, never break the chain. Never break the chain of writing jokes every day. In other words, he's not so much focused on how good the joke is, how many laughs it would get or how bad it may be. But his deal is don't break the chain. He simply focused on showing up and adding to his streak. Quote, don't break the chain is a powerful mantra. Don't break the chain of sales calls if that's what your business is and you will build a successful book of business. Don't break the chain of workouts. If your goal again is to lose weight, you'll get fit faster over time, fitter, faster than you've expected. Don't break the chain of creating every day and you'll end up with an impressive uh, portfolio. Habit tracking is powerful because it leverages multiple laws of behavioral change. It simultaneously makes a behavior obvious, attractive, and satisfying. So let's talk about how habit tracking is obvious. Well, recording your last action creates a trigger that can initiate your next action. I will say, let me break here, because um, from a personal standpoint, I have worked out consistently for the last, oh boy... I would say better part of 11 or 12 years. Now, I've worked out before. I played high school ball and I played softball in my first few years of corporate American and all this stuff. But it was just because I was in my 20s and I could eat a whole pizza and it would, who knows where it went, but it, I never would gain any weight. And those years uh <laughs> collapsed toward my 30s. I had to start exercising again. So I started exercising my probably around 33. And I am 51 now, and I've exercised regularly all of that time. What does that mean? That means at least two to three times a week I've done some sort of exercise. Now, nowadays, you guys heard me, especially you guys who have been hanging out with me all year and are regulars on the podcast. You know that I'm a big yogi. I love doing yoga. I do it in the morning. I do it in the evening. Uh, Qigong, uh, Tai Chi. I have done P90X. P90X was my intro to daily cardio, daily weightlifting, things like that. I've also done, what is the other one that they have that's the uh, guy with the muscles? Um, uh, Beast, Beast, uh, Beast something. It's something through um, uh, the company that runs uh, P90X. Uh, um, Beachbody. Uh, But anyway, my point is, I have done regular exercise and I used to be friends with a trainer and she was uh, asking me about my wife. Did my wife work out? And I said, no, not really. She says, well, encourage her to start not to point fingers at my wife. My wife is in really good shape. It's just that we were talking about my wife at the time and she said, well, um, One of the things I found with my customers, uh, clients, is that once they begin to see progress, you no longer have to encourage them to work out. And that's the whole point I want to bring to you about a, a tracker. Once you see over time what you've accomplished, if, for example, all of 2021, you have met all of your workout goals and you have a workout tracker. you checked off every day you worked out, every program you've been through. I know, for example, on alamoves.com, which you guys have heard me talk about, I utilize it a lot. There are series and classes there. And each time I complete a series or complete a class, I can check it off mentally. I can check it off on my playlist, on my app, or on my computer. It's very satisfying to start a 30 day program. For example, you've guys heard me talk about uh, yoga with Adrian. Many times, Adrian on YouTube will compile a 30 day program. She normally does it, FYI, at the beginning of the year. Usually, at the beginning of the year, she always does a program. And it's usually a 30 day program where it kind of sets you out for uh, success for the first, you know, for that year. And I always do those. And it's usually a 30 day type of program. I love those types of uh, programs because in day 15 or day 20 or day 27, you can look back and see your progress over the clips that you played or whatever tool you're using to check off uh, your progress. The bottom line is a habit that you have uh, successfully completed uh, can initiate a new one. You check it off today. You get ready to do it tomorrow. You see 10 days in a row. You don't want to break the habit. You want to keep going. So it will motivate you to do it. Habit tracking naturally builds a series of visual cues like the streak of X's on your calendar or the list of meals in your food log. And when you look at the calendar and you see your streak, you will be reminded to act again. Research has shown that people. Who track their progress on goals like losing weight, quitting smoking, and lowering the blood pressure are more likely to improve those than who don't. Than those who don't. One study of more than 1600 people found that those who kept a daily food log lost twice as much weight as those who did not. The mere act of tracking a behavior can spark the urge to change it. A lot of times people don't know where their money goes. Have you ever heard that? You ever heard people say that? Have you ever said that? There are a number of uh, finance assistance types of apps and programs that you can find uh, that will help you see where you're spending your money. And many times when we see, for example, that we spent, I don't know, $100 on ice cream. When we see it on paper, it's different than cash coming out of your pocket or off your debit card because you don't really, you know, maybe you got a sense of I ate too much ice cream in the last two weeks, but you don't really know it was $100 worth. I mean, that sounds crazy. But when your tracker shows you, hey, you got to lighten up on the ice cream, buddy. $100 in ice cream in the last two weeks. My point is once you see it on paper, Uh, You can identify where it's going, but also it will it will somehow resoundingly stick itself out to you as if to say this is not the sort of thing we want to do. I don't know. Maybe you like ice cream a lot and you want to do it. But for me, if I knew I was spending one hundred dollars on ice cream or streaming services, many people have signed up for so many different services online. They don't really know who they're paying. So maybe you got $100 in streaming services a month and you don't intend to do that because it's a lot of overlap and a lot of the same shows are being shown on duplicate networks. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Here's an offer we thought you'd be interested in. Are you looking to develop and create stunning coursework? uh launch your stunning academy website in a snap you can choose from among 50 plus designer made ready to go industry specific site templates to launch your website fast and with confidence it's very simple very powerful they're flexible courses you can wave goodbye to dull educational content there are countless ways to package and distribute your learning content create listed or private courses that can be paid or free courses, or you can drip feed your content to build and to nurture your audience the way that you want. You can create compelling and interactive courses, leverage the most rich library of learning activities, and undoubtedly the most customizable course player in the market to build flexible learning experiences to keep your listeners engaged. And lastly, be the boss of your content and design. Your final course product exactly as you envision it. Preview it as you build it in real time. Get it up and running fast than you ever have imagined. Why don't you go down the show notes, guys, today and uh, click on Learns World If you're interested in building courses that matter, you can monetize, create memberships, create courses, and create passive income for yourself. So support our sponsor, Learns World. Check it out. All right. Habit tracking also keeps you honest. Most of us have a distorted view of our own behavior, i.e. the ice cream example. We think we act better than we do. Measurement offers one way to overcome our blindness to our own behavior and to notice what really is going on every day. One glance at the paper clips in the container and you immediately know how much work you've done that day, how many calls you've put in. When the evidence is right in front of your face, you're less likely to lie to yourself. Many times we we're not quite honest with ourselves. So that's habit tracking in terms of being obvious. Now what about habit tracking benefit number 2 in terms of being attractive? The most effective form of motivation is progress. When we get a signal that we're moving forward, we become more motivated to continue down the path. It motivates you when you see the weight coming off, when you get a yes on the sales calls and you start seeing more revenue coming in. Uh, When you are starting to feel better, you know, you stop eating the fatty foods and the meats and all this stuff and your cholesterol, your blood pressure is coming out. You're literally starting to feel better, stronger. Then it'll motivate you to keep on your journey. So in this way, habit tracking can have an addictive effect, an addictive effect on motivation. Each small win feeds your desire. So this can be particularly powerful on a bad day, for example, when you don't feel like exercising. Oh, my God, I've been to the gym every day for the last three months. You open up that habit tracker and you haven't broken that street any day since you started. Even on a bad day, you're going to be like, listen, I'm going to the gym. I'm not breaking it today. I've done all this. I'm going to keep keep moving on. It's easy to forget about all the progress you have already made. When you're feeling down Habit tracking provides visual proof Of your work Of your hard work This is a subtle reminder Of how far you've come Imagine if you hadn't uh, I don't know um, You've gone to the gym For the last year Like all of 2021 You've kept to your goal And then in the last week or so Because it's the holidays And you've been traveling Or you're just getting back home And you're tired or it's raining you say, you know what, I'm just gonna this is my cheat day, or this is whatever. You take a look at that habit track or your calendar, you say, you know what, this doesn't make any sense. I've done 360 what three days, I only have two more days to go. It doesn't make sense not to do that. I'm not gonna deny myself uh this. So I'm gonna keep doing it. It's gonna motivate you. All right, so number three, habit tracking is satisfying. The most crucial. Most crucial benefit of all is the satisfaction you can get from habit tracking. Tracking can become its own form of reward. It's satisfying to cross an item off your list, off your to-do list. Now, let me stop here and put in a little caveat. While I'm motivating you and we're talking to-do lists, I also don't want you to become consumed with the to-do list because a lot of times, uh, and I was in this category until I understood the psychology of it. Creating a to-do list that has little to do with moving you forward and being able to check items off that list is not where we want to be. Example, my goal is to become a seven-figure candle shop owner by the end of 2022, okay? So I'm an entrepreneur, I have a candle shop, and my goal is to make my first uh, million dollars in a year's time. Very doable. So I've got all these goals set up. I've got to get my website going. I've got to get marketing. I've got to get products, supplies, and these sorts of things. Those are things that are on my to-do list that will move me toward my goal of entrepreneurship and my financial goal of seven figures. But also on my to-do list is cancel the cable bill or get the oil change. Um, I secure the hotel for you know Thanksgiving or birthday cake for whatever. Those are also on my to-do list. If I check off all of those goals, the oil, the birthday, the hotel, it doesn't move me toward my main goal of entrepreneurship. Now, I check them off, but it doesn't get me closer to the goal. I hope you understand that we're trying to get toward one of your major goals. If it's weight loss, if it is entrepreneurship, if it's having your own podcast, whatever it is, those are the goals and the to-do list that we're talking about checking off. We're not talking about everyday errands that you may create and put on the same list and you checking those off. I'm trying to remember how it was phrased in a book I read. If we prioritize, in other words, if you eat your frog in the morning, and I'll have to come back on Facebook and tell you what that reference means. Basically, it's this. Do the hard things first. Do it first thing in the morning. If moving yourself towards entrepreneurship has to do with getting an EIN and a um your LLC, do that first thing. Don't wait, just do that. Uh that's going to move you towards your goal. Uh yeah, getting your picking up your dry cleaning is a breeze. Don't swap out something as important as getting your EIN and your um, your employee identification number and your LLC for picking up the dry clean just because you want to check something off the list. Is that moving you toward your entrepreneurship? I mean, yeah, you need to close, but that's not half as important. So my, my point is this. Eat your frogs in the morning. Do the hard stuff first. Prioritize those things that are moving you closer to your goal. Get those out of the way first. We all have to live. We all got to go to the grocery store. We all got to deal with oil changes and our mechanics and things like that, mechanical devices. I get it, but don't think you're (laughs) making this vast progress by checking off I went to the grocery store today. That's not what we're talking about. I think I've said enough. So, tracking in itself can become its own form of reward. It is very satisfying to cross items off of your list, which is where I wanted to make that point because it is satisfying to see you accomplishing things. But the things you're accomplishing are as equal value and importance depending on what they are. Picking up my dry cleaners is not moving me toward my entrepreneurship. Getting my employee identification number is. So if I check off my EIN, I'm moving toward my goal. All right. To compete, uh, I'm sorry. To complete an entry in your workout log or to mark an X on the calendar, it feels good. It feels good to watch your results grow, the size of your investment portfolio, for example, the length of your book manuscript if you're a writer, and if It feels good. Guess what? You're more likely to endure. You're more likely to repeat the activity. You know why people don't normally, normally repeat touching a hot eye on the stove, touching a hot stove? Because it hurts. It hurts. Immediately it hurts. Immediately it hurts. So it's undesirable. Immediately your senses say, hey, wait, 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 wait. let's not do that again. Let's not do that again. Uh, The reason people like to have sex is because immediately it is a pleasurable feeling. Same with drugs or alcohol. I don't know why I went in that direction, but we can do something positive. Your good habits are also as satisfying. You getting closer to your goal of entrepreneurship, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, knowing that, hey, once I get these 10 things done, I can open. I've got my EIN number. I've got my LLC. I need to get my insurance. And then, man, I'll get my business license. And we're almost, you know, at a grand opening. Those are things that can keep you moving forward. Now, habit tracking also helps keep your eye on the ball. You're focused on the process rather than the result. You're not fixated on getting six pack abs, for example, if you're if you're losing weight, but you're just trying to keep the streak alive and become the type of person who doesn't miss workouts. So when we start talking about habits can help you become the person you want to be, there's a psychology behind all this. Yes, you're going to eventually lose the weight. And yes, you're going to eventually get the six pack. Yes, you're going to eventually be an entrepreneur. But in the process, in the meantime, while we're on the journey, you're becoming the type of person who is an entrepreneur. You're becoming the type of person who is fit, who is healthy, So having health comes from being the type of person who is healthy. I hope that makes sense to you. On this journey, you're becoming at the end. Yes, you're going to be healthy, but you've got to become the type of person that has healthy habits. And how do you do that? By enduring. So in summary, habit tracking, number one, creates a visual cue that can remind you to act. Number two. Is inherently motivating because you see the progress, and you're making uh, that you're making, and you don't want to lose it. Number three, it feels satisfying. Whenever you record another successful instance of that particular habit, it feels satisfying. Furthermore, habit tracking provides visual proof that you are casting votes for the types of persons who you wish to become. You're voting. This is the type of person that I want to become a committed, dedicated person. Well, if I look at my past performance, I've not missed a workout in an entire year. Does that mean I'm dedicated? Of course, of course. So that in itself is a delightful form of, um, Uh, And and a, a delightful form of satisfaction to see your progress and it can provide a great level of gratification, which, of course, will keep you on the path. You're developing this as you go. So you may be wondering if habit tracking is so useful, then why has this is the author talking to us as a reader, as a reader, why have I waited so long to talk about it here in the book? So let's hear what the author has to say. Despite all the benefits, I've left this discussion until now for a simple reason. And that is many people resist the idea of tracking and measuring. Why is that? Well, it can feel like a burden because it forces you into two habits instead of one. The habit that you're trying to build. Let's say that habit is weight loss. So the habit you're trying to build and the habit of tracking it. So you've gone from just wanting to lose weight to now I've got to track and lose weight. So counting calories sounds like a hassle when you're already struggling to follow a diet. Writing down every sales call seems tedious when you've got work to do. It feels easier just to say, quote, I'll just eat less or, quote, I'll try harder or, quote, I'll remember to do that. People inevitably tell themselves things they like. Quote, I have a decision journal, but I wish I used it more. Or uh, I recorded my workouts for a week, but then I quit. Many people have been there before. I once made a food law. This is the author. I once made a food law to track my calories. I managed to do it for one meal and then I gave up. (laughs) I'm laughing because I used to track calories uh, myself before I switched to a plant based diet. And it was tedious, but it was also satisfying to know that I was staying under a certain threshold of calories every day and that I was giving myself the best chance to lose weight because it's a numbers game. Anyone who's ever struggled with losing weight knows that. Anyone who's ever been on a diet knows that, that um, what goes in, it has a number. And if that number exceeds uh, another number, then your chances are you're not going to lose weight. But if it stays below, uh, your chances are that you will. And I did lose some weight. So tracking isn't for everyone. There's no need to measure your entire life, but nearly anyone can benefit from some form of tracking, even if it's only temporary. So here's here's the benefit of this particular piece. The habit tracker doesn't have to be lifelong. It doesn't have to be in every facet of your life. But, you know, just like I know that you have personal goals, and some are ranked higher than others, why not use techniques like these for those particular goals that you feel like are the ones you want to hit first or the ones that are very important to you? If your goal is to make sure your yard looks really nice so you don't get a nasty message from your homeowners association for the summer of 2022, you probably don't have to track that. That's a visual, right? You go outside during the summer. Every other weekend, cut your grass, blow your lawn. OK, you don't have to track that necessarily. But if you are on the entrepreneur path we talked about before and your goal is seven figures for the end of 2022 and you plan on meeting that, that one I would track. I track that one. Let's see what can we do to make tracking easier Okay. first, whenever possible, measurement should be automated. We all walking around with these digital devices. There's a number of apps that do a number of things. Let's work it out. You'll probably be surprised by how much uh, tracking is already being done for you. You may not even know about it. Your credit card statement, for example, it tracks everything that you eat. If you're using your debit or credit card, it's already written down. Your electronic device as it relates to your phone or your Fitbit or your Apple Watch. It registers how many steps you take and how long you sleep. So if that's something you want to track, it's already been tracked. You just got to have the right app. Your calendar records how many new places you travel to each year. Now, just a side point here. You probably want to look at some of your preferences on Google. If you use Google a lot, Google tracks everything you do. And if somebody breaks, you know, your, let's call it your security wall, some hacker wants to, to uh, get all your information, all they have to do is figure out what your Google account is. And Google has tracked you. If you don't, if you haven't turned off those preferences, Google, every time you park your car, every time you go to the airport, every city you've been to in 2021, everything, Google has tracked it. And there's a way that you maybe I'll come back and do a podcast about this. I'll bring um, our technical advisor back on. But Google has tracked it. So just be aware. Okay, we're talking about tracking in a good way now. But obviously, you see where this could lead to some vulnerability. You want to make sure you understand it, number, number one. And number two, you want to make sure you have on the two step authentication so that no one else can get a hold of all your information. So the point about this tracking here is that a lot of your technical devices are already tracking these activities. You just have to set yourself up for success. Second, manual tracking should be limited to your most important habits, just like we talked about before. It's better to be uh, it's better to consistently track one habit than to sporadically track 10. So we got a lot going on in our lives. Pick out the one thing, two things that you want to track and you want to really focus on. Grass probably is not the thing I track, but my entrepreneurship, my seven figures for the 2022, I definitely do. And then finally, let's record each measurement immediately after the habit occurs. The completion of the behavior is the cue to write it down. You're not done until it's written down. In other words, this approach allows you to combine the habit stacking method that is talked about in chapter five here. So habit stacking simply means that. One habit promotes another, which promotes another. And you can stack these habits on top of each other and they begin to uh, pretty much develop you into that person that you want to be. All right. Let me give you an example about uh, habit stacking, if I can say this correctly. Habit stacking, habit tracking formula. Number one, after I hang up, as an example, after I blank, I will blank. So it's after I, whatever your current habit is, I will blank. This is the part you put the track in. Here's an example. Uh, After I hang up the phone from a sales call, comma, I will move one paper clip over. Talked about that before. Another example, after I finish each, I'm sorry, after I finish each set at the gym, comma, I will record it in my workout journal. Okay? Okay. Lastly, after I put my plate in the dishwasher, comma, I will write down what I ate. So these tactics can help make tracking much easier. OK, I wanted to bring that to you today. That's that's chapter 16 for the most part in the book um, Atomic Habits. And I got to tell you, I'm enjoying this book and uh, my daughter and I teamed up to kind of read these books this year. She's read it already. We, we break off and divide our books and then we swap them when we're done. And this one I have to read in the next two days to meet my goal for 2021. Would I recommend Atomic Habits by James Clear? Yes, I definitely would. My daughter is 14 years old in the ninth grade, and this was a tremendous help for her. And I'm finding it to be very informative for me. So I don't think you're too young or too old. You're not too smart or, or, or anything like that in order to get something from this book. Again, it's, it's one of those things where you're going to look at it and say, man, the simplicity of the way this is laid out, uh, I, could, I could really do this. I could really benefit from it. And why are we talking about it to begin with? Let's, let's bring that back to the forefront. We're coming into a brand new year. Many of us like to reevaluate things that worked and didn't work for the for the prior year. And we want to start off in a way that's going to set us up for success for the entire year. The first day of each week is incredibly important. The first hour of each day is incredibly important. Why? Because it sets your tone for the rest of that day, for the rest of that week. Imagine if you have a wonderfully successful first month of 2022, how that will set the tone for you for all of 2022. Your confidence, your progress, everything uh, is predicated on that first month. Now, listen. It's not to say that you come out and you have a a, a quote unquote bad first hour, first week, first month that you can't recuperate. We're going to always promote best case scenario here on this podcast. We don't consider or even think about worst case scenarios, not a part of our paradigm. When someone asks us, we always give the best case scenario. So the best case scenario is you knock it out of park in the first hour, the first week, the first month, because that's going to be what you expect to do the rest of the year, the rest of the month, the rest of the day. Okay, and tracking our habits and helping to change some of our habits from undesirable to desirable is what uh, the takeaway is today and if you decide to grab atomic habits i'll put a link in our show notes so that you can link out and you just take it straight to amazon and do what i did just buy it buy it and read it and make your notes and make some progress guys we are almost in 2022 i'm excited about the changes to the podcast that are coming I'm excited and thankful that you are still listening. Please uh, share, like, and subscribe our content with your family, friends, loved ones, and associates. And we will see you in 2022 with brand new content, brand new format, and a lot of exciting updates to Things You Should Know podcast. Thank you for listening. Happy New Year. That's all for today's episode of Rethink. We hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of new ideas and perspectives and found valuable insights and strategies that you can apply to your life. Remember, you are the source of your own success and fulfillment. And by embracing new ways of thinking, you can unlock your true potential and yes, create the life that you truly desire. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to support the podcast by sharing it with your friends, your family members, your loved ones and associates, and even your followers on social media. Also, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Lastly, don't forget to check out our show notes for free downloads and empowering eBooks that can help you on your journey of personal growth and empowerment. Thanks guys for tuning in. We look forward to exploring more ideas and insights with you in the next episode of Rethink.